Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Fields. And I'm Dave Guzman. Welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we unpack it. We look at it from a lot of different angles and dimensions and hopefully shed some light uh, from our experiences as bass players and hopefully generate some conversation with you, the listeners. We do really love to hear from you. Um, we love to hear for your feedback. We also take topic suggestions. We've done uh, several shows at this point based on input from our listeners, and we hope that you'll become one of those people. Um, you can visit us to give us feedback at our website, practicalbase.com. You can also send us a straight up email at podcast at practicalbase.com. You can also find us at Facebook at the Practical Base page. You can find us on Google Plus. You can also find us on Twitter at Practical Base and even on Instagram. And uh, you can feel free to share pictures of your gear or a gig or even just a screenshot of some text with typing that uh, you know you've done to describe a topic to us we'd we're happy to get any kind of input at all from you uh, it we really treasure that Dave and I look at everything we get and uh, we we love hearing from you guys so we hope that you will turn this into a conversation and what it, what is our conversation going to be about today Dave Oh, this week we get to talk about bass amps. Amps, amps, and more amps. Yeah. Love amps. Uh, I love amps almost as much as I love basses. The second best. <laughs> second best thing to a, to a new bass in the arsenal. That's right. Amp. That's right. Then it's cables. Yeah. What, what was the first <laughs> amp that you ever owned? Uh, my first was a, uh, a classic PV Minx. PV Minx. <laughs> is that even the sound of a minx? Like we don't, don't even know. know. Like I don't, I don't know what a minx is. I don't know. It might be like a different spelling, but that's what I thought of when I played the minx. I was like, Rawr. here we go. Oh my god! So when when did you get that minx? Um, that would have been so yeah that that would have been uh, mid nineties, and I I had a use, so it might have been a few years. It, it was either like early nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, it was beaten. Was a big one or yeah, it was actually one of the the fifteens. Oh yeah, yeah, one st- by fifteen. Styling. There you go. Rocking. Yeah, I, mean, it was, I was basically a rock star right out the gate. Yeah. That's what it, you, that's what yeah, it Yeah, you had a full-size man's amp right there. Right. Like a grown man. Right, <laughs> right. Because uh, before that, I was just playing acoustic electric bass. You know, that's where like you play your electric bass and you just like put your ear really close to the strings. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you do that? <laughs> that's embarrassing. I don't want to no, talk no, no, about that. Okay. It was a while. Not on the podcast, Paul. <laughs> not, on the, not on the podcast, oh Paul. Oh my God. Do you still have it? Um, I actually see this is like good craftsmanship here. I actually had it all the way up until about a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. And then it, it finally died and then I I opened it up and it stayed open for about six like open like like I'm an electrician. Yeah. You know, that's just Are not you me. an electrician? Dave? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not in I'm any the, way. I'm the guy that like takes everything apart and I look at it and I'm like, cool. And then uh, it's I just, amazing I, that this makes sound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are these green boards? And then I, I look for the one thing that's like unplugged. Like I'm literally looking for something unplugged. Yeah. That's just like, plug me. This is going to be easy. Like, yeah, you find a part that's rolling around <laughs> and these little sockets that say, 
put thing here. Right. <laughs> That's right, with an arrow and everything. <laughs> so yeah, so I I I got I got I almost kept it out of like just for sentimental purposes, but but that that amp made it like over twenty years. That's not bad. For it's a, pretty good, you know, for a you know starter amp. Yeah, well, it's a PV. You know, it really it it's it's it was a, it is a workhorse. That man. stuff is their their stuff is built like I mean that's their that's their legacy. They're built like tanks, right? You know, I mean. You don't necessarily drive a tank every day of the week, but they do last. They do, they do last. How, how about you? What, what, so what was your first amp? Believe it or not, a PV Minx. <laughs> it was a PV Minx. And it was, an, I think, 1989. An, oh, an 89, yeah. Now, unfortunately, mine was not the amp of a grown-ass man. <laughs> mine was the amp of a young boy who couldn't afford much amp. It was a 40-watt, I think, maybe, Eight one eight inch speaker, right? <laughs> it was it's it was yeah, it was limited yeah. in both voice and range, what, and what? also impact. <laughs> <laughs> it did not move anyone. <laughs> so when you played with like a drummer, did you ask him to like not play his bass drum? Yeah, could can you? Man, you're playing really loud. Because <laughs> I have a little boy amp. Yeah, can you that, just play this bucket for me instead? Yeah, 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 it didn't. It was not working out well. I, I only had that amp for I think a year, and it was the year that I really like spent learning how to play. Sure, like really learning how to yeah. play. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, learning is a lifetime thing. But right. That was the year of like learning the basics, like being able to play through like dark side of the moon, right. You know, front to back. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what other amps have you owned over the years? Like describe some of them. Yeah. I think like some of the key ones that I've had, uh, you know, were at one point I got, um, an Ampeg, like a one fifteen combo. Yeah. Um, which yeah. was nice. Like at the time when I jumped into that, I had that like really nice warm, yeah, it's like the real Ampeg sound. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't quite like the band that I was in at the time was really large, so yeah, it didn't last for me because I I realized quickly, you know, sometimes you buy equipment and you realize like, oh, I needed to I needed to put more money into it. Right, it was just, right. It was just one of those things. Um, so you know, after that, I got into um the SWR, the studio. Yeah. You know, the classic, like it looks yeah. like American machinery, right? Yep. It's got like the dials and the and the, the slides on it. Um, I just love that. And it was, uh, you know, and I had that with, actually I paired it up. I probably was pushing it a little too hard, but I had a, a 115 David Eden. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And then above Eden's that, good stuff, man. Yeah, and then above that, I had a a, a two twelve Aguilar. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you uh, like went deep pro like yeah. right away. You're just like, all right, forget it. I got the Ampeg, I got the SWR, the Eden, the Aguilar. Boom. Yeah, it was also like a it was also a time where like Craigslist was starting to really take off. Oh yeah, and so like the deals were great. Like yeah. I might have had to drive a little bit, but man, I was cutting some like yeah. super deals. Like I yeah. think that whole rig. Not to throw a number out, but I'm going to say I got the whole thing for like under five. Under 500 bucks. Yes. It was like one of those. It was oh, just because oh people were gosh. like, they were like, oh, we don't have to like put it in the newspaper. I can put yeah, it online. Yeah. And Well, and also Craigslist, like that's where people went when they couldn't afford eBay fees or something. Right. <laughs> right. They didn't want to deal afford, with shipping. Yeah. And, I can't afford to lose 20 bucks. Right. And, you know, right. I got to go to the store and wrap it up. And yeah. Yeah. 
you know, after that, I guess my next big one was, um, actually it was probably my favorite rig was, uh, the, the TC setup that I had. So it was a, Oh yeah. Great setup. It was like the 450 head. And then, um, and then under that, uh, and it was the older 450 was, it wasn't the one that had like the auto tuner built in. Unfortunately it was like the year before. Yeah. Um, but I got it used of course. And then I also got a 212 with that and yeah. that one just the the 212 was like 55 pounds and that's why i loved it like it was lighter yeah or 52 pounds whatever yeah but for a two by two i mean two by 12 is like that is beefy yeah because the 212 aguilar that i had that was a you know that thing was you know it was like a human being that i was lugging around yeah so that i love man and the, and the tone and everything i could do with that but uh, i traded into the the what i have now is the the mark base yeah. It's yeah. a like a you know, it's a one fifteen combo. Um, the Jeff Berlin C M D. Yeah. Um and it's great. It's thirty five pounds and it pushes a lot of air out. It's got great yeah. the tone is great in it. Um so I really like it. I just sometimes I miss what I ha- you know, the other rig that I had, just the kind of the power yeah. out of it. Yeah, sure. And I and I've heard at least some of these rigs of yours. I mean, I've I've heard a BA one fifteen, like yeah. the the T C that you had, like I I played through that a couple times, you know, where yeah. I was like sitting in at some things that were going on at the place where you had your right. you, had, you had your rig stashed there for a show that night. Right. And I was there you know, for a thing that was going on in the afternoon yeah, and I was able to use that rig and I'm like, well, I'm sure Dave won't mind. Cause right. like he does know me and yeah. I went ahead and plugged into it and yeah, it sounded really good. And, yeah. you know, and of course I know the Mark based stuff in the right AM now. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is your, uh, what is your amp resume look like? Oh gosh. So <laughs> yeah, my, my, I didn't take that immediate jump into the stratosphere of actual amps that you did. So <laughs> after my, after my much heralded, uh, PV Minx uh, <laughs> journey. I uh, my next step was a a 200 watt solid state crate amp. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Which was a head and uh, fifth and a one by fifteen cabinet, right? And I thought the head was a big deal because it had like a seven band EQ on it, right? You know, and a separate gain and a volume knob, which That's I right. thought was boss. Yeah, like being able to like get a better. I thought I was getting, you know, much better tone out of my bases. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, the the fact of the matter is I just my ear was really not as developed then and right. you know, it was it was loud. I don't think my neighbors downstairs in my you know, from my apartment, <laughs> I do not think they dug that amp at all. They didn't like they that. They probably amp. would have liked the P V Minx better. Right. <laughs> so I wonder why. No, I don't I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, for a while I had a, a Hartke kickback, okay, um, but only for a short time, for like a year, less than a year, and I ended up trading it for a bass because uh, some some guy I knew had a Rickenbacker, right? And I desperately wanted it, and his was like it was used, beat up, and stuff, but it was you know played great, and uh, I ended up trading him the amp for the bass, like straight up, nice, um, which actually was like Man. it was a it was a good trade, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I don't have the Rickenbacker anymore, honestly. But man, and then for a while I had an SWR Working Man's fifteen. Okay, and that was a that was a tr- that was a truly decent yeah uh, truly decent amp. Um, it was you know it was again a one fifteen, but it had a horn as well, right? Unlike the crate, right? So it had some definition to it, and uh, I can't remember exactly, but I want to say that that was about a 200 or 250 watt amp. Yeah. It was again, solid state, yep. but it was SWR and, you know, they made, in my opinion, much better, you know, base amps than a lot of other things in that. Yeah. 
in that price range, you know, which was like, I want to say like the four or $500 price range. Right. Right. In fact, yeah. I think when I was looking at my, at the Ampeg, I was looking at the, at that time I was looking yeah. at that one. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's sweet. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good amp. And, uh, at some point along the way, yeah, at, <laughs> at, the, at some point along the way, like all of those amps went away, like the, you know, the crate went away and I right. had this Harky and then I got rid of the Harky very shortly right. after, after, and I picked up this working man's 15 and I had that for, I think two or three years. Okay. You know, most of my gigs at that point, like they were pretty small, like they were small to medium rooms at worst. Like I could plug into a DI and like, you know, uh, get the, the PA on, you know, sure. under me as well. Right. But you know, I knew what I was looking at. Like I knew that was not really a pro quality amp. Right. At some point, somehow in the band I was in, their ex bass player Mm -hmm. had this old sound city One Twenty, and the sound city One Twenty. I don't know if anybody out there Hmm. knows that amp, but um, it had its adherents. And among them was a guy, I think his name is D Murray. And D played with Elton John for several years. Right. And he was on like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road right. and like a bunch of his great albums. Those are, yeah. those are D. Also toured with him. And he used to use one of these sound cities. And it is a gigantic tank of a head. Right. With six EL34 tubes in it. Whoa. And it is loud. Right. Really loud. <laughs> like tube loud. Like I think it's 120 watts, but right. that's 120 watts of all tube. And it is. Right. It is beefy. Yeah. So wow. I paired that with a uh with an SWR Goliath 2 4 by 10 cabinet that yep. I had, which on its own weighed about like that weighed like 80 some pounds. Right. <laughs> and then the two and then this head, the Sound City head, probably weighs like 60 pounds. Right. So this is a beefy, right. beefy stack that was not fun to move around. But manly. But it sounded yeah, it was manly. Yeah. It sounded good. Oh, it really did. And I kept that head. I still have it. Really? I still have it in the closet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't use it very much, but every, like every year I take it out just to, you know, check it and make sure it's still working good. But yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really, yeah, I don't really do anything with it. You should call me on that day. I'd, I'd like to plug into that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Oh yeah. So fess up. So what, how, so the, the Mark base, is that the only amp you have now? Yeah, that's it. You're the minimalist. I am the minimalist. You're man. like, get the one thing that works great and just use it. Yeah. Hey, at least I'm consistent. You know, I uh, I definitely walk the walk with it. But it's um, yeah. That's it. Just one. No, that's. I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I I think so. I'm a little bit more of a collector and uh, I mean, not a collector in the sense of like, Oh, I buy something and then put it away on the shelf. Like I don't go buy like, I don't know. Like what do people buy? Like I don't, I won't go buy like comic books that are wrapped up and store them or like, I don't go buy Lego sets and put them in a closet. No, but you will, but you'll have the head in your closet. I do have the head once a year. Well, but I did play it for a while, like for yeah. a while. That yeah, was course. my, it was my thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I do keep amps. Yeah. Right. So, so I have that still. Right. And I still have the Goliath cabinet that goes with it, even though it's heavy as hell. Oh, cool. Yeah. I still have that. And, nice. uh, so, huh. uh, I, uh, along the way after the working man's 15, I graduated to an SWR super redhead. 
Right. Which, in my mind, is one of the greatest combo amps that was ever built to yeah. date. Uh, 350 or maybe 400 watts. Yeah. I think it's got a tube preamp, solid state amp uh, uh, stage. Yeah. And uh, it's got a rack space in it, so I can put a compressor in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, and I think I have, I think I still have this old Alesis 3630 compressor that I think I have in it. Very cool. And, you know, you can say what you want about Alesis gear, but that compressor has a great sound for bass. Like it always sounded great. When I put that in there, yeah, it really sounded well. I mean, and and that that uh, that compressor, you know, it's two channels, so I only have to use one. Right. Uh, but if I wanted to, I could like dual stage compressor, which is kind of fun. Right. I don't really do that, right? I've just got the one stage that I'm using, but uh, it's got separate controls for everything. Yeah. Right? And if people are interested in compressors and what they can do, you know, go back in the Practical Bass archives and you'll find that we've got an episode called Squash It With a Compressor or Smash It With a Compressor. Sma- that's right. Yeah, you can go hear us talk about how compressors work and why they're so awesome. Yeah. So I've, anyway, I've got one of these in a rack in that redhead, and I still have that redhead, right? Cool. So that's uh, that's amp number two i guess right. that i still have um i have my i have my mark base right uh i have a little mark tube 800 which i absolutely love yeah eight pounds right class d amplifier but it's got a tube preamp in it yeah so it still has that warmth and that bite that i love yeah and uh you know i pair that i've got a a two by ten a mark base two by ten and a mark base one by 15 which i can mix and match with it or use right. them both at one time for a really big gig yep so that's amp number three right and then uh the last year uh late last year i found a uh an amazing deal uh a guy was selling a an original 1961 ampeg b15n Mm. And I found out the N stands for new. Like the right. first year they made the B15, it was 1960. And then the next year, 1961, they came out with the B15N because <laughs> it was new. <laughs> um, you know, and that is, you know, an all tube, all tube amp, you know, 115. Yeah. And, and my gosh, it's, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I, I had to mm. sink some money and do you know, putting it back in shape because the speaker was completely blown. There were components that were like fuzzed out and stuff and yeah. had to, you know, I, I had to put some money into it, but it was so worth it. Right. So that's mm. number four. And, you know, ostensibly I've got this other rack that I keep like this. Uh, I have this kind of makeshift amp that I used to use for big gigs, which was basically like a big Mackie head right. that I had bridged. And then I would put a, like pair that with a bass preamp and then just run that into my, that SWR cabinet. I was telling you about that four by 10. And that was like for a big outdoor gig, it would totally be enough. Right. That was like seven or 800 Watts. Right. You know, and sounded great. Yeah. And I don't know if you can really count that as a bass amp, but you know, it's, that's still in the closet too. Yeah. So, rhetorical question how many do you actually need uh none of those <laughs> none of those no uh, uh, <laughs> i definitely don't need that many i do not need that many and define I, need yeah need is a strong yeah need is a strong word um i like having them yeah but 
yeah. yeah. I do not need that many. Like if somebody else, you know, I don't know if, if I ended up in a situation where I was just like, Hey, I gotta, I have to scale down and here's why easily I could get rid of all of those right. other than the mark base. Right. Right. And, and that would be like, I would, I would in a second, if I had to scale down to those. Right. right? Well, because it's flexible and yeah. it's a workhorse. Yeah. I mean, all of them have it, all of them have their, their, um, their charm. The sound city is just like, you don't find those anywhere. And yeah. so that's a, that's worth holding on to. Right. Cause it has a unique sound. The Ampeg, honestly, that's a need in 20 years. I can probably sell it for three times what I yeah. sunk into it. Um, the redhead questionable, whether I could do the same thing with that. Although it is still in fantastic shape. Sounds amazing. And, uh, my daughter has yeah. it right now in, in jazz band, but you know, again, don't need it. I've yeah. got a, it, it's a very heavy combo weighs like 90 some pounds. I don't like, I don't like moving it. Right. You know, even on wheels, it's right. heavy. <laughs> my mark base. I love it's, you know, we're not getting yeah. paid for this. We're not mark base endorsed or anything like that. I know we both mentioned them. This is, it's coincidence, but I can tell you, you know, my mark yeah. base is now I've lived, I've, I've lived with that mark base now for four years, I think. Right. And it, it has done countless gigs Yeah, and I am very, very happy with it. And I can take, essentially I can strap on my, you know, my bass and my yep. mono bag. I can carry my, you know, my, my, uh, my pedal and the, the mark base amp in uh, amp head in one hand. Yeah, two by ten cabinet in the other, and I can get out of the car in one trip. Yeah, so yeah. that's the key: one trip, right? One trip, one trip wonder. That's. I it. mean, I'll, I'm a little awkward as I waddle down the road, <laughs> yeah. but I can do it. <laughs> right. So, what about you? Do you uh, do, are you happy with the one? Just <laughs> hey, I'm, you're a one amp man. That's how you are. Yeah, it's it's like uh, the obsession sometimes gets a bit far. So right now. Um, I'm actually at a point where I realize I, I, I need another ramp. Yeah. Right. Like there comes a point where you can scale down so much and, uh, for all the reasons why I, I, I went back to a combo, like after all these yeah. years, right. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm missing, you know, kind of the, the, girth of a full setup yeah, and so yeah. uh, and i'm also right now in a position where i'm doing a lot of studio type stuff you know so i'm i'm moving my rig a lot yeah right so yeah. all of a sudden it's like from a functionality standpoint i i think if you're like if you have a place that you rehearse or that you're writing you know even though i'm not doing it right now i would highly recommend like i can see the value of having that second amp where it just yeah. stays there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like there's, you know, so there's one sitting beside us here in the practical base studio. Like my, right. my mark base is typically set up here um, for rehearsals and practice and stuff. But in my office in the other room where I have most of the other recording gear and things like that, like I've got, uh, my redhead was living there until recently. I, I moved it out back to the, uh, back to the school where my, daughter's taking jazz band right. so she's using it and i have my ampeg in there now right which is cool it is nice to look over and just oh, see yeah. like this cool old amp but i can't not have a amp in there i have to have an amp to right that i could just like pick up and you know just get playing if i want to 
Yeah, and because and and if you're in like that, if it's sitting in a studio somewhere, it it has a certain like plugin and configuration and all of that. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, so I'm definitely, uh, you know, I think right now there's like I'm I'm looking at different options as to what to do with it, and I can like what's nice is with the you know even with the combo for the Mark yeah. Bass, I can actually throw their like two ten like whatever it is, like a Traveler 210 or yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, that's the the Traveler, yeah. And, and it'll, um, and then the, the, actually I can, you know, connect it to the combo amp because there's a way to plug yeah. into that and yeah. then it'll throw out like 500 watts. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it'll give me like a full setup, but then I still need, like, I want one setting. So I think I not only need like, I need like a cabinet and an amp. Yeah. That's my need yeah. list right now. Yeah, like you want basically a whole other rig that you can move for for those bigger things. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, I personally think that's probably the ideal setup. I mean, yeah. you know, like I said, I've got these little pieces here and there, but, you know, for for all intents and purposes, yeah. I think if you have one one smaller amp that is easily portable, right, that can live either lives in your studio or yeah. maybe travels around a bit, but it's not a hassle to get in and out, right? right? And then a bigger amp that is a hassle to get in and out, in and out, maybe, or at least a big stack or something like that, whether it weighs a lot or not, that you can take to those big gigs when you need it. When you need it. When you really right. need that power. And I personally think like having a set of cabinets and a head that you can kind of mix and match up or down to whatever you need. Yeah. In my mind, that's the absolute best situation. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's why I really like, you know, I really like the Mark Bay stack that I have with the, you know, it's got the head, it's got a two tens, and then it's got a one fifteen. Yeah. That between those three components, I could basically do, I feel like I could do whatever I needed to. Like take one cabinet with me to a gig if it's not a big one. Right. The 10s, if I'm looking for a crisp sound. Yep. The 15, if I'm looking for a real mellow sound. Right. Or if I'm going to a big gig, take the whole kit and caboodle. Right. Right. Because that Ampeg, I'm telling you right now, the the, the classic Ampeg, that, that isn't leaving the house. Right. That is never leaving the house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, unless it starts to flood. Right. <laughs> but do, you have any, uh, do you have any, any wish list amps or amp setups out there? Do I have a wish list? So I would say the one thing I would love to have in a way, in a way I want it, but in a way I I think I 10% want it, 90% no, I do not want it, yeah. is uh, an SVT stack, like an 8x10 classic. Right. 8x10. That's right. And the tube head weighs a million, million pounds. Right. And it would never leave the house. Yeah. But there's no, number one, there's no reason for me to have that. <laughs> I don't need it in the house. It's no. way too loud. Although they sound amazing. Right. They're way too loud. And I would never, ever want to move it. Right. right? It like, stays. It's a piece of furniture. That's yeah. a stupid thing to want. And I cannot mm. help it. Right. But yeah. I'll tell you, no, if I, but really like in more seriousness, I would love to get one of those like little Phil Jones Mm -hmm. like those little base, the base arrays that he makes. Right. Like the briefcase array that's like yep. two by five or something I've like seen that. Him, yeah. That is boss. Yeah. I have no idea how it sounds, but it looks awesome. It does. And yeah. I've heard they sound great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff. Like any of my wish list items, it's just like, 
there are pieces that I've never played because they're not in, you know, they're not in stores, you know, around. I mean, you've yeah. really got to seek them out. Yeah. And we're kind of like left to this whole like the publicity thing with YouTube and you're like listening to it in a weird way. Yeah. You know, for me, yeah. I've got like my, for amps and cabinets, it stayed with the, the DNA. Yeah. They had like a 1350. Now they have like an, I think last year they came out with an 800. So it's a kind yeah. of a, you know, more budget friendly one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's the same guy. It's uh, the David Eden guy. David, yeah. I've, I don't know what his last name is, but he's the guy that, that this is his brand now after I thought it was, I thought it was David Eden. Like I thought that was his name. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I think it's David. It's a, it's a longer name, but we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll figure it yeah. out and send it in the show notes. Um, and, uh, and I've also been looking at these, uh, these like LDS, I think it stands for something, uh, like low down something. And it's a store in like Detroit that basically, um, it's, it's a store for bases, but they also, yeah. they also make custom equipment and some of the amps, uh, some of the, they're just doing cabinets, but some of the cabinets are sweet and they'll, right. they'll give you like a 15 with two tens in one cabinet <laughs> or like wow. some weird yeah. configuration, like yeah. whatever you're looking like for. Like they have the ability to machine what you want. Yeah. Cause they're just, they're doing, and, and price friendly too. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's, that is cool. Like I said, oh, you can't get enough of them. Man. All right. Well, that's a good place to wrap up for uh, for today. Um, we hope you guys have enjoyed this discussion. You know, we, we love talking about gear. And part of our mission uh, for this podcast is to help you elevate your gigs and gear, maybe yeah. give you some ideas about your next amp. Hey, if you've got an amp that you love or an amp that you hated, we would love to hear about it, really. Yeah. So when this post about the podcast pops up on Facebook, or if you go visit our website at practicalbase.com, we hope that you guys will uh, send us your stories about amps that you loved or hated. Either yeah. way is fine. And uh, uh, you know, we would love to, to read that. Hey, you know, maybe we'll talk about that in the next show or a show after that. We'll, we'll devote it to feedback on, on amps from our from our listeners. But you can give us that feedback, like I mentioned, uh, on our website at practicalbase.com. You can email us at podcast at practicalbase.com. You can visit our Facebook page. Uh, you can visit us on Google+, on Twitter, even on Instagram. Send us a picture of your amps. That would be really cool. If we could get all of our listeners right. to snap a picture of their amps and send it to us on Instagram or whatever they like, that would be amazing. And we'll even repost them if you like. Yeah. Um, if, uh, yeah, and, and if you like what you're hearing, really, from me and Dave, from the bottom of our hearts, the thing that you could do that would make the most difference to us is subscribe to the podcast, right? So that we know you're out there. And all you have to do is you can visit the subscribe link on our website, practicalbase.com, and it will tell you uh, the steps that you need to go through. They're really simple. If you have an iPhone, just go to the podcasts app. Um, if you're on your computer or an Android device or something like that, go to Google Play Music if that's what you use. Uh, Stitcher Radio, I think, is another one, or Player.fm. Uh, any of these uh, podcatching apps, uh, like iTunes on your Mac computer, any of those will let you subscribe to Practical Base. So simply search for Practical Base using their, their search tool. That should bring up our nice black and white PB logo. 
and then use the link provided to subscribe. And what that's going to do is it's going to deliver a fresh episode to you every week without you having to lift a finger. You don't have to go to the website. You don't have to go to your email, nothing. It'll just show up on your device. And uh, then you can hear what uh, you can hear what uh, the rock over here has got cooking, right? That's right, exactly. So, yeah, we really hope you guys will do that. Subscribe to the podcast, and uh, yeah, we hope to hear from you soon. And until next time, I am Paul Freels, and I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Base. Thanks for listening. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> ah.